Tom Rhodes Radio Smart Camp. Uh, today we're meeting a friend, a uh, family, uh, a listener of the podcast. Welcome, Big John. Hello, sir. How are you? Good, man. It's really nice. We got a, uh, it's Sunday, June 6th. It's a beautiful sunny day. And we are standing in the back parking lot of 1986 Tacos or Tacos 1986. Uh, have you ever had this before? Uh, no, I haven't been in the dairy before, no. Okay, so I live in this neighborhood, and um, I'm, I've become a taco fanatic, and, uh, and and I need to try and eat a vegetable once in a while because I'm kind of, uh, it's an all-taco diet that I've been on for uh, since I got back from Florida. So these people that own this place are from Tijuana. Nice. And they do this adobada uh, taco that's uh, pork, and it's marinated, and it's got some kind of orange in the marinade and uh, that was my jam and then one of the women that works the register here said that there's a secret uh, item that's not on the menu apparently los angeles a lot of these restaurants are doing like a secret item i don't know why they're doing it but i i've heard some other places doing this and uh they do this thing called the cordon which i think is spanish for badass and it's like grilled chicken, and it's got beans on it, and cilantro, and it's... Uh, Everything but the kitchen sink? It's uh, it's knocked the adobada off as my favorite taco. And Uh-oh. so, um, and then I, I said to the guy, uh, he told me that uh, when I came back and asked for it, I, uh, he, he said that cordon means badass. Mm-hmm. And I said, why isn't it on the menu? And uh, he just shrugged, and I said, well, I, so you got to be a badass to know about it? I guess. <laughs> So let's go in. Uh, let, let's. I'm gonna let the uh, let the recorder roll, and we'll just uh, celebrate um, the joyous, happy Los Angeles um, taco scene. Taco scene. Let's exactly. Do let's do it. All right, John. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you, yeah. man? Uh, fantastic. So, uh, have you been listening to the podcast long? Um, I, I caught it on and off from like previous episodes. Like you were on your mom's house with like Tom and Christina. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of catch up here and then. Okay, man, no shame. You know, if you've only heard one episode, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> one episode. Dude. Okay, oh, here, let me put on my mask. Da-da-da. Use my three words of Spanish that I know. Oh, and I like they play um, Mexican music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any Mexican lineage? Uh, no, just this is where it's at. Okay. No yeah, that's why I've never done the 23 and Me, uh, because I would be very upset if I had um, no black in me or no Mexican. No, it's I'm just pretty, you know, white on white. Okay. It's, yeah, just, you know, dog. No shame in that? <laughs> no. no shame in that? So do you want to try the adobada? Please. Okay. Uh, no okay. Hey, buddy, how are you? He's the one that told me the cordon means badass. Is there a secret password? Yeah. Hey, how are you? Um, could I get uh, one adobada? There's no onions on that, is there? Yes, but if you want, I can. No, no onions, please. Okay. And could I get uh, five cordon? Okay. You said that means badass in Spanish, yes. right? <laughs> and there's no onions on that, is there? No, Okay. I can yeah. take it up. Let me get five of those and uh, that delicious uh, red hot sauce that okay. you have. Okay, so your, your badass tacos with what meat do you want? What meat do you want for those? 
Oh, oh uh, grilled chicken. Chicken? That's the one you suggest, right? Uh, that's my favorite, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. You, you told me about that before. And can I have a plain Topo Chico, please? Okay. You want a beverage? Uh, no thanks. I got something in the car. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm doing a commercial for you. It's it's only audio. Oh, cool. yeah. What else should people try when they're here? Seven bureaus, man. Everything, right? What's what's the you, the the owners are from Tijuana, right? Yeah, that's right. Actually, he's the owner. Hey, brother! Oh my oh, God! Oh, dude! You got a I, I live in the yeah. It's just oh, okay. it's just audio. I'm doing a little commercial for you. Oh, okay, cool, awesome, You're, man. I live in the neighborhood. Yeah, and. This is my favorite taco. And oh, thank I, you I keep so bringing friends. Thank you so much. What's your friend's name? John. John, yeah. nice to meet you, John. Very nice to meet you. So what's the, what the, what's the history? It's, it, it comes from uh, Tijuana? It's, yes, it's a Tijuana-style-based uh, taco. Uh, what that means, it's a handmade tortilla, uh, made to order, uh, and we grilled our chicken and beef over uh, over nice little uh, hot grills, and uh, we throw some salt and some orange juice on it. Uh, and we garnish it with onion, cilantro, guacamole, and salsa. We have five different salsas to go with all of our tacos. They're just kind of like for you to play around and choose and pick. Uh, one of our signature salsa, spiciest salsa, it's a strawberry salsa. That's the one I love. Yeah, yeah. Oh my That's God, the number one pound for pound. That will be in Costco and probably a nationwide uh, salsa by the end of the year, hopefully. Or not this year, but the next year, you will, you will play with it and enjoy it like sriracha almost. Oh my God, I love yeah, it. It's yeah. so good. It, it needs to be in your kitchen. I agree. Thank you so much. Uh, I fell in love with the adobada, and then uh, this, yeah, I invented this, it. this uh, exemplary employee of yours. This uh, is the number one employee in America right here. Amazing. I mean, he's he's number one. He came all the way from Guadalajara no just kidding. to serve you the best taco in America. They don't even serve these tacos in Guadalajara, and we're like a good taco to represent all of Mexico. Amen. And he uh, he told me that the, the adobado has got like some kind of orange in the in the. Marinade? It's got strawberries and orange. Yes. God, it's delicious. Yeah. It is the number one pound for pound. Is the best thing to eat right now in the United States of America. I agree. And Thank he, you. so he turned me on to the cordon, and now I'm crazy about the cordon. I just keep coming Cordo back. Oh, perron. 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 It. It's the perron. Yes. Uh, okay, I'm a moron. Forget no, it. you're not. You know what that means, though. Badass. There we go, Jefe. There you go. Yeah, good, good, good. That's exactly what the, that means. The Patron? Patron is a tequila, Jefe. No, but remember, Pedro. I saw Narcos. You and saw they kept Narcos. calling him. Uh, Patron? Yeah. El Patron? Yeah, yeah. That's me. El yeah. Patron. Yeah, yeah. El Perron, that's also me. I'm also badass, so. <laughs> a Perron is a badass. El Perron. Perron. It's a dog. It's like a German Shepherd or a Rottweiler or a Pitbull. It's just a badass dog. What's your name, brother? My name is Jorge Alvarez Tostado. Jorge, People call me Joy. Mucho gusto. You mucho made gusto. my life so what's, much better. What, what's your What's your name? Tom. Just, Tom. Tom. What? Tom Rhodes. Tom Rhodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm nice a stand-up comedian. I live in the neighborhood. No way. Are yeah, you going to be at the comedy store anytime soon, or yeah, what? Yeah. I'll be there this week. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go check out. Check I'll out. show you up on tickets next time I was there. I was at the Improv last night. Oh, you I'll, were. I'll Tom the, Rhodes. I'll probably do the Improv again. When? This week. This week? I'll come by and I'll tell you. Later. Please give me some tickets for me and Benjamin. We would love to come see you. Yeah. Right. That'd be so beautiful. Thank, thank you. Some, thank you're very you welcome. Right. Thank you for the uh, excellence. A little friendly discount. Friendly discount. Oh, thank you. The Peron. I keep kept. Better make me famous, Tom Rhodes. I'm going to. I know Dean Del Rey. I know Joey Diaz. I know Brian Redman. I know all those fools. I know all those guys. Yeah. So if anyone in America listening, come to Tacos 1986 on Beverly Boulevard. 
I okay. know Joe Rogan. I know Joe. <laughs> you guys want to sit here, right? Yes, please. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Yeah, I can pull it out. Bill Burr was oh. at my store last week in Burbank. Really? Yeah, really. Email Ray goes to house practice there every day. Breakfast. Talk to the breakfast. I'm the greatest. Ain't nobody doing what I'm doing. They're all just silly to pretend that they're tacos. Nobody taking the throne out. This is my throne. This, you earned it, baby. Oh, you're going to be the throne. Where's my tortilla lady? Take no break time. I see that. Thank you, Fermans. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, what's your name again? My What's name you? is Benjamin. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, my brother. How many tacos did you order? Huh? How many tacos did you order? Dude, I normally get three. The Patron. Is, uh, I thought you ordered like 50 right now. I was like, hey, we're not going to oh, wait we were 50 talking. Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> I didn't realize people were waiting. It's okay. There's only one of them. <laughs> yeah. So, um... So you work in the trucking industry, you were telling me? Yeah, yeah, just doing the 50-foot uh, two trailers. We just got like a whole bunch of bays. It's kind of famous around here. Is he yelling for me? I hear he's yelling for you. Hold on, let me get my mask. Mi hermano. Oh, thank you. That's the adobada, right? Thank you, thank you. Here, try that, baby. Yeah, this one was my favorite. And it's, like you said, it's the marinade has got strawberry and orange in it. All right, drum roll. Dude, what? Yeah. What? Uh-huh. You're going to start moaning like a porno movie in a minute. Yeah, it's going to yeah. bend me over a little bit. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's why I... I How is this place not packed? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's clearly and, it's, and you see Quentin Tarantino's movie theater is right there. Uh -huh. You know, Quentin Tarantino owns this movie theater. Uh, it's the New Beverly Cinema. Oh, no, and, it, and it's great. And it's, it, they just opened on June 1st. It's been closed for over a year. Oh. And they'll show independent movies and um, uh, foreign movies. And Friday and Saturday at midnight, they'll show uh, his, his movies. So it's pretty cool. Dude, I bet it's really popular. Like, if you're showing his movies on Friday and Saturday night... Well, it's funny. It's not. It's not that popular. Like, uh, I mean, like it's not as packed as you think it would be. Like somebody told me they, um, I think, might have been Dean Del Rey was telling me uh, like two years ago he went and saw Devil's Advocate, and before the movie, Quentin Tarantino walked out with um, Al Pacino, and did a little question and answer about the film before it started and he's and, and then unprompted it wasn't advertised and then the way he said there was only like 15 people in the audience and it like he was like this is why i love los angeles because shit like this happens Holy shit. yeah so what do you think of that uh, adobada uh i'm gonna be back here on my own accord yeah 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 dude that, that's wow yeah yeah like the flavor like the early tone of like the tortillas fucking good dude yeah yeah no, that, i mean that's authentic uh mexico I mean, I'm, I'm, I wasn't born there, but it tastes like I was there, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's really welcome. good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, uh, it's the whole idea of Smart Camp is I'm trying to enrich people's lives with the best wisdom. And for me, Los Angeles is all about the tacos, you know? Yeah. And this place sat empty for a long time. It When I first three years I lived here, or four years, it was 
They just opened this place about, a, about a year and a half he ago. He's got another shop already? Uh, I, he, I didn't know he had another shop until he said. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if you're going to turn around that pretty quick and open up a second location, that's, yeah, you know, what it's, what it's all about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really great. So what is your favorite taco in Los Angeles? Uh, the one I just ate. So <laughs> here we go, bud. Fantastic. Thank you, Benjamin. Welcome. And can we have some of that delicious red hot sauce? Yes, please? of course. Thank you. Oh, my God. Now, look at that. It's got beans. It's got guacamole. It's got grilled chicken. These are really... Um, yeah, I'm glad you had the adobada first. Oh, thank you for ha letting me have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, I'm sure you might want to get more. Thank you, brother. Welcome. Oh, and can I have the Topo Chico, please? Thank you. How's that? What the fuck are they doing with these tacos, dude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think there's, they're dipped in cocaine or something. They're amazing. I, what is it like that? Is it the grilled cheese? Thank part, you, brother. Do you think it's the grilled cheese that goes on top of it and makes a difference, or what? I don't. I have no idea. I just can't stop eating them. It's just like a different texture to it. Regular. I'm eating here like uh, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but uh, I'm eating here like three times a week now. <laughs> do what you gotta do, yeah. Tom Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if you like spicy, but I, this is this hot sauce. Is, Strawberry in the hot sauce. That's pretty genius. So what was your favorite toy as a child? <laughs> toy as a child? Toy as a child. I'm, I don't know, man. Probably sports and just in general, any toy that's football. Really? That's, yeah, that's that's why I hit you up. I was like, you can have, you know, you can be a part of that. Uh, so, so you grew up in Los Angeles? I just grew up in the Inland Empire area where I was coming from. Yeah. Well, so, uh, what's that? Rivers, uh, what's, uh, all those desert towns? Yeah, Upland, Rancho Cucamonga, all that stuff. Oh, over there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And my producer, right. uh, Eric Urquidez, is from Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. And um, I've always found that to be uh, one of the most charming and adorable names on any map. Rancho Cucamonga is probably, like, the most outwardly named place in the middle of Nowhere. It's not very nice. Uh, no, it's no, it's no, it's just I don't know. It's between Upland and Fontana. So you, if you say something like Rancho Cucamonga, it just spices it up. You definitely know where you're at. <laughs> okay, let me get a bite here. Please, me I'll have all the fun. So you, for the listener, you contacted me. You sent me an email, right. and uh, you know, I, I I was having a really difficult time at the beginning of the year. And uh, I, I've really been on a mission to cheer myself up. You know, I've taken drives out to the beach. I bought roller skates. And then uh, I always loved baseball. I never was like a huge sports guy. But like, uh, you know, my thug brothers liked football and I liked baseball. So, um, and I always collected baseball cards. So, you know, like the story I was saying, there, there's a guy at the flea market on Sunday and he's got... I've been looking through his boxes of baseball cards and I pulled out my old uh, baseball card collecting book and, uh, and, and really let the 12 year old nerd in me take over. And it's been wonderful. And it's really cheered me up. And you contacted me and said that you, you got a bunch of baseball cards from the late eighties and the early nineties. And, um, you would be willing to trade me something for them. Oh yeah. Um, well, I, I, two days or three days before I heard the podcast. Mm, oh my God, it's good. 
Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, um, I was going through some stuff, throwing stuff away, stuff I don't need through the garage and stuff. And I came across the box that I packed away. Um, and I was looking through it. And it's kind of like a moment in my life, right? And I'm not going to throw... You know, it's it's something that you want... Because it's not the baseball cards. It's the time in my life. It's the soul of the 12-year-old you. Right, right. It's not, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... That's it, why I feel about... I would never, like, get rid of my cards or anything. I, I have all these things that mean so much to me. Right. And the cards aren't necessarily valued at anything. It's just... The, the time and place so and then i heard you and i was like oh you know i like flea markets i go to the one in bloomington which is near me or the one in colton excuse me and you know I'll, i always like stop by and just poke my head in and there's usually nothing that you know pertains any value to me or if i don't see anything so i was like i fought it for i think three weeks i should email you or not and then just you know make a trade there's no monetary value i think uh, the 12 year old like you explained would trade baseball cards yeah <laughs> so that's awesome well um my mother turned me on to thrift stores and flea markets and you know you can go to 100 and not find anything and that's the thing like people who aren't into it don't understand but like garage sales you know i know what i'm looking for I'll breeze through, you know, like vinyl records and baseball cards and that kind of thing. Um, bobblehead dolls, just weird shit that only means something to me. But, um, you know, you you go a hundred times without finding anything before you find something that you like. Yeah. But it's the, it's the search that counts. Yeah, that's the joy. It's the joy. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have anything today. I'll find something next time I go. But I'm open to the idea. Like I said, it doesn't hold any monetary value. It's just the thing that you like. Okay. Well, yeah. honestly, I hope there is some monetary value to these cards because I bought you a really nice gift. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me up front because I also brought you stuff okay. just to make it fair. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, you. Uh, I've really been looking forward to this. This is such a happy Sunday. Yes. You want hot sauce or you not? You you good on the hot sauce? I'm good on the hot sauce. Okay. That's the. Um, That's a big part of the culinary orgasm for me. Mm. There is no pleasure without a little bit of pain for you? Yeah, I think that explains my life. No. Come on, you're a very positive person. <laughs> I know, but I always I gotta go, go through a lot of tough shit before I get to the happy parts. It's still heavy. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So, what else can you enrich the listener with um, about your life? What is, uh, what's your favorite joke? You, um, I was explaining to people at work um, who you were because I was, you know, they know I, you know, I'm all about podcasts or learning or albums and stuff. And um, I'll be, you know, kind to you. Uh, the um, I love everything Mexican joke. Oh, great. Oh, nice. And how perfect we're eating <laughs> yes. that, that right now. Yeah, awesome. the, the sexto beto. I might not learn it now, but one day I'll be bad motherfucker. <laughs> so, um, I was thinking about, um, I don't know, like Richard Pryor the other day, I was thinking of something. I think my most favorite joke is when he was talking about the time he went up in flames. It's anybody that knows me, I like, right before I go to bed, milk and cookies. <laughs> I don't know if it was the low fat or the powdered, but when I dunk my cookie, it just went up. So, 
That's just my rich favorite Richard Pryor joke. But I grew up in like Carlin and stuff like that. Me too. I love Pryor. Um, I was a comedian I worked with a few nights ago, and he came over for lunch the other day, and I was happy to find out that he and I had this Rodney Dangerfield uh, connection. Uh, he's, he's Jewish and he's from St. Paul, Minnesota. His name is Jeffrey Baldinger. Really sweetheart of a guy. And he told me um, he wrote his college thesis paper on Jewish humor, but specifically Rodney Dangerfield's humor versus Larry David's humor. Whereas Rodney Dangerfield, his humor, he's a guy where just all this bad shit in the world is happening to him. Whereas Larry David, he's putting all the bad in the world. He's the guy... Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. Okay, I, I think like I think it's like that. I think that Rodney Dangerfield enjoys being the butt of the joke. Yeah, but maybe Larry David's more the catalyst of the butt of the joke. Exactly. Yeah, he's making. The, he's the asshole. He's the Where asshole. Dangerfield is just this like this poor unfortunate schmo, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and so we really bonded because when I was 15, Dangerfield was my god, and I had memorized every Rodney Dangerfield joke, and. Uh, I think one of my favorite Rodney Dangerfield jokes of all time is um, I lent a, a, a buddy of mine $20,000 for plastic surgery. Now I don't know what he looks like. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a classic. But like, I think he's like, but Dangerfield is one of the, um, like Anthony Jeselnik follows, Mitch Hedberg follows, and even, um, gosh, what's his name? Um, he has a podcast. What is it? goes, um, but anyway, it's, it's the one-liners, it's the misdirections, and it's also like the timing that I love so much. But as a comedian, like I'll ask you, since you're like a storyteller or a perspective, would like 60 or 70 one-liners after another like hinder your performance? Do you like- I love one-liners, I like, I like both. I like to do stories and one-liners. I think right. why limit yourself to one style? But um, Hedberg was a friend of mine. I just did a, a Netflix interview uh, and Netflix is going to make a documentary about it. Really? Yeah, and, and uh, I love Jezelnik's style, where he's, oh my God, greatest, great, yes I am, greatest tacos on the planet Earth. You save the airfare to Tijuana and come straight to Beverly Boulevard. <laughs> mm. That's nice when the owner stops by to see how you're enjoying your tacos. Oh, I see as a Jewish neighborhood, see the Orthodox guys walking by in their suits and the hats and the long. Yeah, and I saw it, but it, like it's like the spice of life. They add a little difference to the world, which is perfect. Yeah, I never see them eating here. I mean, they don't have to eat the pork, you know. They have chicken. <laughs> well, I don't think they're allowed to prepare it in anything else, though, right? As its own pot. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. I think that's the part of the part being what's it called. Um, Anyway. There's five synagogues on this street. I'm thinking about converting just for the convenience. I don't know, man. Like, you seen this street right here? Yeah. Dude, it's all foreign cars, and it's a beautiful spot. Yeah, but they drive super crazy. Whoever's coming up and down the... It's only one lane. There's... Oh, my God. Hold on. I got you. Oh, I, oh, you, got, oh you, got a, you got a little opener. Yes, I do. Thank you, brother. Oh, you're the man. Oh, well, that helps. Okay, so... Um, I'm trying to think of uh, some of my interview questions. Do you have any words of wisdom or advice for people of the earth? Be good to each other. Be good humans. 
It's not that hard. I don't think I don't think anybody's falling for that one anymore. Come on, man. It, it would sure help. Is there hope for this country? Of course. I don't, I'm definitely not a non-believer. I think it's you know. I really hope we turn it around. I hope all this mean and that meanness and nastiness um, turns around. Were you raising your eyebrow at that girl girl who just jogged by, or what I just said? Of course, that was eyeballing you. Did you see that? <laughs> Doing, you know, I'm in love. I don't notice things like that. Oh, you were in love? It's the Toronto girl. Yeah, yeah. How is she? Ah, she's wonderful. She said to tell you hello. Oh, that's great. She went with her family today to a place called Balls Falls. Okay. It's in Ontario. I think it's like a couple hour drive from Toronto, and looked amazing. They were under a waterfall. And, it looked like commercial for Jamaica, but it was in Canada. So when are you going to see her again? It's been a while, right? Yeah, I, uh, I've been alone since the beginning of this year. Really, dude? Yeah. When you saw your mom, how was your mom? Oh, my mom, it was great. You know, um, we did, and I did, normally I'll do gigs when I go back to Florida, but I didn't do any. And um, uh, she moved to this wonderful, charming little town called Mount Dora. And... Um, we walked, we, we walked around her, her little town, and there's a massive lake there called Lake Dora, and it's full of alligators. And uh, right now it's mating season, and the alligators grunt when, when they make love. Yeah. So, we would, so we'd be walking by the, uh, Lake Dora, and we could hear uh, grunting in the bushes, and I'd yell, pervert! <laughs> yeah, and they're like, the alligators are like sunning themselves in the... On the grass and shit, and it's amazing. They say if you're ever experts say if you're ever attacked by an alligator, you should smack it on the nose, and eventually learn to write with your other hand. <laughs> you trying to get me to say something? You can't keep fucking with me. <laughs> I'm trying these jokes on you. <laughs> I think they're working well. Yeah, man. So, so what do you think of uh, Tacos 1986? I really appreciate it, Tom. It's, it's really, good. Huh? It's really great. Yeah, dude. Like, we're right here on a weekend super early, parking in the back, and there's nobody here. That's kind of rough. Uh, I don't think that represents what this place is. Well, there's usually tons of parking on Beverly. Yeah. But, man. Uh, but I think if you're going to, like, I think this would be a good one-two punch date night. Um, I mean, you know, there's no chairs. you got to stand to eat the tacos, so hopefully you'd... Most definitely, dinner and a movie. But, but you know, tacos and then see a Tarantino film, I think it'll be a really awesome evening out. But now that you told them that he shows up randomly, now I think there's going to be a little set expectation of hope. Well, you never know. You never know. I mean, I've been there probably 30, 40 times in the last five years, and I've never seen him, but... Really? Yeah. That's cool. Put me in your movie. Which one's that from? No, it's me, like if I saw Quentin Tarantino. Oh. You don't want to hear him talk? No, I would, I, oh, but, okay. but I'd love to be in one of his movies. Oh, you want to? Oh, put you in a movie. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Cast yourself in a previous movie. Hmm, wow. Um, hmm, of Tarantino's. Um, yeah, I don't know. Come on. You're not going to do Pulp Fiction? You're not going to do uh, you know what? John Travolta? The true Romance is, is probably my favorite movie of all time. He didn't direct it, but he wrote the screenplay. The script, yeah. And, um, um, yeah, I don't know. One of the, um, cause all the, the parts were cast so perfectly. I wouldn't take that away from anybody. But come on, be a little virtuous here. What do you see yourself as? Uh, <laughs> uh, 
the um, I don't know the, the you know the the, the the movie producer guy he was such a scumbag he was so perfect I think you rock that I think you do that okay. like same thing with like uh, what, what's his name uh, Tom Cur- uh, not, yeah Tom uh, when he was in the uh, the pineapple movie what is it called Pineapple Express no 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 what's the uh, the other one where he's the um, the lawyer or the representative for uh, Ben what's that movie Tropic Thunder. Oh, God, that's a great movie. I love that film. Yeah, yeah I think you could... Just- Everybody knows you don't go full retard. <laughs> but, like, but even on like that kind of stuff, I, that movie is so perfect, but I think everyone, you could pop somebody in and they can make it their own on some sort. I love it in Tropic Thunder when, uh, you know, Ben um, Stiller stays behind. Everybody's going to He th- thinks he has this connection with the kids. Yeah. And then the next scene... They, they're all in the helicopter, and then Ben Stiller comes running, and the kid is like hanging to his back, and he's ni- he's got a knife, <laughs> oh, and, he's, yeah, yeah. and he's, he's stabbing <laughs> him in the back. Yeah. Wait for me. Oh, man. Um, I saw that in the theater, and I don't think I heard a clear line the entire time people were screaming so loud. He was laughing. Dude, so it was the best, dude. Like It's one of those movies that you can't replace. Same thing with like um, like the Robert... Uh, what was it? A uh, Dangerfield movie... Um, with a golf, uh, what's it called? Caddyshack. Caddyshack. You can't, you can't change that. That comes out, or uh, Ghostbusters, or shit like that. That's uh, you know, once in a lifetime, once in a, you know, that's how it goes. Classics. Yes, very classic. Cool. Um, what, uh, what's your favorite thing about living in Los Angeles? And this is the general area. It's the people. I think there's just so like people are more mixed up than they think they are, and it's really hard. To find just one thing around here, I think everybody's super different. It adds to the community, and I don't know the weather, dude. Yeah, you can't beat the weather. Fuck that, dude. Oh, that was snow most of the time. No thanks. Uh, how about alligators? You want to be alligators and hurricanes? No thanks. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the diversity. The there's so much good food yeah. with all the different ethnicities and different people from different countries and stuff um love all the different neighborhoods the i mean i mean the comedy scene for me is the my favorite so can I ask but also you, the weather the, this was the mildest winter mm-hmm. ever so can i ask you like a comedy business question yeah sure okay so you had an exodus of all these comedians just to the general area maybe taxes whatever and there's like you know maybe 10 or 15 comedy store guys that are up and gone now and there's like a power vacuum of whoever's going to get that early slot or, you know, the biggest crowd. Do you, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself moving in on that kind of? Um, I hope the, uh, the the new booker is a fan. I mean, um, I, I mean, I, you know, everybody, I remember people going like, are, every, when everybody was saying they were moving to Texas, you know, my thought was, you know, it took me many years to get back to Los Angeles. It, it um you know, it's my third time living here, and, uh, you know, I didn't live anywhere for 10 years before I moved here. Right. And I'm really in love with Los Angeles now, and uh, I'm not leaving. But, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping uh, with all these comedians gone, I, I, uh, it, it might result in me getting an extra set or two at the comedy store. And then you get your, uh, your film. Get my what? Get, get your position in the film, the Tarantino film. To get some spots. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I like that. All right, let me clean up this taco mess. Wow, that was good. 
Little authentico music, huh? Hey, see, there's six words I know now. Okay, heading to the back. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Thank you. Mi corazón. Uh, you see this homeless guy right here, this dude? Yeah. It was one time I bought this guy six. He was sitting right there across the street. Mm -hmm. That exact dude, that's him. Uh -huh. And I bought uh, six chicken tacos. Guy sitting there, look, look at him. He, he looks, um, I don't know what he's doing now. <laughs> but I, went, I figured, you know, hey, man, maybe the guy doesn't like meat. Maybe he doesn't like pork. Mm -hmm. I, I played it safe. I got six chicken tacos for the dude in a bag mm -hmm. when my mom was here. Uh, during the early days of the pandemic mm -hmm. and then walked across the street and the guy was sitting there looking sad and dejected and looking down and I, I go, sir, I, 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 got, I got you some tacos, some chicken tacos. And he looks up and he goes, I don't want those. Wow. Yeah. That guy right there. So, so uh, I listen to like other podcasts and they have a, a Dr. Drew and Christina Pajewski, uh podcast along with like where your mom's at. Drugs or mental illness? For the homeless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for this guy. Yeah, this guy. I wonder. Maybe mental illness. I just he, I've seen him in the neighborhood for um, for a few years. I mean, where would he be getting his money for drugs? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Well, I've seen the guy like 30 seconds Well, three time. Ti you said three times a week he gave yourself away. So you've seen him a lot? Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Bummer. Yeah, man, it's it's a weird thing about Los Angeles where you got to desensitize yourself to seeing all these destroyed, ruined lives on the street. Well, I don't want to be a blowhard, but I think that's Nixon's fault for getting rid of all that stuff in the late 60s, early 70s of mental health. They can't take them off the streets. Yeah. They can't. They have to literally go there themselves, and if somebody's having a problem, it's not going to do that by themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, we have, we've had many, I want to say, blue-tied Democrats do that, but nobody's fixing the problem. But they spend, what, like $10 billion a year on the homeless problem in the L.A. area? Yeah, and where's the money go? I don't know, man. I mean, a lot of the shelters, you can't stay more than a period, a certain amount of period, and then you have to move on. I don't, I don't stand, I don't, I obviously don't know how to solve the problem, but there's got to be a better way than this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Somebody should do something. Uh, you know, I mean, um, yeah, wow. Okay, so uh, where are we gonna do this? We're gonna sit on your. Uh... Okay, let me get, let me pop my trunk. It's gonna take me a second here. Happy day! The jacaranda trees are in bloom. That's another of my favorite thing in Los Angeles. The trees with the purple flowers on them. Two, two, two. Oh my God. <clears throat> Bear with me while I lift this out of the trunk ski. Okay, you see this big box here? Oh, I forgot you said. All right. All right. You're a very generous person, Tom. Thank you, buddy. So this is a, this is the, I'll be honest with you, John. I tried to find you the cheaper version. Okay. But they only had the best version available. And this is the exact one. See, I had the cheaper version. <clears throat> this is the Victrola. Record playable says seven and one. This is the Victrola um, 
vinyl record player and it also what i like about it it, it also plays cds and cassettes so when I go to flea markets, thrift stores, and garage sales, oh, like something. I always like I like buying old media, yeah, and it, and it all plays on this. Yeah, um, like my first go around the world is cassettes, and every time I see a cassette, I go a little. Yeah, yeah. I still got my cassette collection. Yeah, I love it. All right, let's. Whoops. Oh, uneven sidewalk. Uh, that would have been funny if I'd have. <laughs> yeah. So we're sitting on the bed of your pickup truck. Oh, we got him water. Thank you, my friend. So, uh, so I want to tell you the story. Okay. So, I had the they had a, a version, uh, a, a cheaper version it was like 125 bucks of the Victrola, and I've had two of them, and I love them. And then my second one broke. My girlfriend, when she moved out of her, uh, when she finished law school and she moved out of her apartment in Portland, I got. I helped her bring a bunch of her stuff here that she couldn't bring home and I started using her record player that she had uh, just like two months ago and it's the exact one that you have and so you have the exact same record player that I have and it's probably the favorite my favorite thing in my life really yeah I have you know I love my record collection and um, you know, I'm 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 always going to use record stores and uh, and you know I play my cassettes, play CDs. So uh, I got you the top of the line record player. I wish you wouldn't have, dude. I mean, I'm just happy to be here. How about okay. you? <laughs> okay. And then this is my uh, the trade's not over yet. Yeah. This is my brand new record. Yep. The Honky Motherland. Thank you, sir. I'll sign it if you like. Please. And then uh, here's my first two albums on CD. Yep. Hot Sweet Ass and Live in Paris. Uh, was this one before or after the show in uh, Holland? Was this the this one? This that was about the run, around the same time. Around the same time? Yeah, when I had the late night talk show in Amsterdam. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I really appreciate that. So, um, so I brought you stuff for your uh, cookie jar. Oh, thank you. Hey. <laughs> You know about my cookie jar. Yeah, wow. Some uh, sugared French toast. Sugared French toast. All right. That looks good. Thank you. Uh, I, I, uh, also, um, I'm a big Andy Kaufman fan. Oh, nice. And uh, it was probably my first comedian. And I didn't get it at first. And uh, so this reporter followed him around for an extensive period of time over his shows over about a year and a half yeah. just partially and this is her journey and I want you to read it oh that's beautiful I was having this conversation with uh, Jeffrey Baldinger uh, a couple days ago too that because I was a huge comedy fan mm -hmm. and uh, and I watched all the you know whenever there was a comedian on anything and I didn't get Andy Kaufman at the beginning yeah. and I loved Taxi yeah. and I loved his character on Taxi and that was like uh, you know uh, I was a kid and a young teen absolutely loved Taxi and I, I, I couldn't believe that he didn't like the show and and then when he would go on these talk shows and be like a dick and I didn't like when he embraced the wrestling guy as soon as I figured out performance art yeah or he wanted to create or do something on his own I fell in love with him I still do that to that day. Like I'll do stuff that maybe I find I'm the only one that finds it funny. Yeah. But I, uh, that that that's, uh, that book right there by let me see, um, Julie, Julie Hecht. Yeah. Uh, was this man a genius? I it, it really turned me on because there's like parts in the book where he doesn't want to go somewhere or do something or obligations. Yeah. But he benefits the people that he went and saw, 
it gave them extra time unlike now and but still got his way because he was late or didn't show but he was doing the thing that people were paying for yeah the ticket you know stuff like that and i just found it you know great why you know i later you know like when i started being a comedian and then you know comedians go well no that was part of the the thing that he's doing this anti-comedy uh type thing and you know and after the movie i, I mean it took me a long time to come around in andy even, kaufman even after the movie you were uh, no 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 then i liked him oh, now okay. now i get it but when i was younger i would cringe and feel bad for the guy like why is he ruining his tv appearance oh. Why is he, you know, and then the, uh, I was watching on Letterman when that Jerry Lawler smacked, smacked him. him and yeah, yeah. like, I, I felt embarrassed for the guy, oh, really? you know? Yeah. The first time I saw it. I, I didn't think did, that was funny. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was funny, but now like as an adult, I think that's fucking hysterical that nobody was in on the joke, but they're selling tickets and making something they like more enjoyable and bigger and better what they saw. I think it's just once in a lifetime. Some, some people don't get it. Some people still don't get it. They still don't like Andy Kaufman. Well, I remember there was that documentary about him um, where he would, after he made it big, he would bust tables in like a Mexican restaurant in New York City and do, do things like that. I mean, right. was that just once for the film or um, what did he, you know, was he humble like that really? Um, I don't think anybody would know except him. And maybe sometimes he's lost on the joke also. Yeah. But my, I, th I, th I personally think sometimes that you have to show people that uh, you're not above it and that money doesn't mean anything to you, especially during that time with like negotiations and stuff like that. Well, I think I've been doing that my whole life, John, and it hasn't gotten me anywhere. <laughs> I'm <laughs> kidding. Anywhere either. <laughs> Maybe it's time to start caring about money. <laughs> Uh, to, to I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. I, I, I'm, I'm happy with who, yeah. who I am. I'm yeah, joking. I'm, I'm very happy with who you are. I appreciate it. So. I feel like we're doing a drug deal uh, in the in the back parking lot of Tacos 1986. Oh, and I got you this one. The Age of Extremes. It, yeah, it's uh, the hundred a century worth of uh, information with very little commentary. But I, I, I've, I know it's like 700 pages, but I couldn't get enough. Great. In the short century between 1914 and 1991, the world has been convulsed by two global wars that swept away millions of lives and entire systems of government. Communism became a messianic faith and then collapsed ignominiously. Peasants became city dwellers, housewives became workers, and increasingly leaders. Populations became literate even as new technologies threatened to make print obsolete. And the driving forces of history swung from Europe to its former colonies. Beautiful. Eric Hobsbawm. Oh, good. You got highlights in it. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm a highlighter myself, you know. All wanted a world of rising production, growing foreign trade, full employment, industrialization, and modernization. And all were prepared to achieve it, if need be, through systematic government control and the management of mixed econ economics, and by cooperating with organized labor movements, so long as they were not communist. Yeah, I like it. So, how's the how's your work environment? Uh, you get you, you got a, a lot of um, different uh, people of faiths and ideologies and all of them working harmoniously at my work yeah yeah uh, mostly hispanic but everybody loves each other it's kind of a 
working on 52 uh, foot trailers is hard work and you have to trust each other and work along each other the entire day. So if everybody's having a rough day, you're having a rough day at work and that kind of perpetuates a problem. So everybody's real cool with each other at work and trying to get through the day to Friday at least. Do you know how to back up a semi-trailer? No, no, that is a talent. That's, that's the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a talent. That's the, and you're like, I heard anybody could drive one straight. It's the backing it up, <laughs> back it up is where these guys yeah. earn the money. Yeah, well, that's why we make so, you know, so much work go. It's, it happens. How do you feel like, how do you feel about Red Sovine? What's that? Red Sovine did all these uh, trucker country songs. You never heard Teddy Bear? No, I've never heard of Red <laughs> Yeah. No, you have to look up Teddy Bear by okay. Red Sovine. I will definitely do that. Okay. All right. Baseball cards. All right. So um, I picked out a couple ones that I just find like um, hilarious just because during the time that was happening, there was a explosion on baseball cards. So everybody was doing them as like a tchotchke or even like a Cracker Jack, stuff like that. There was like a buying point. So like I have the Kellogg's hologram. Oh, yeah. I got I got some post cereal ones. I got some Denny's. Denny's put out uh, these yeah. uh, the, like three D cards. Yeah, like that. That's that's it. The kind of Dan Quisenberry. That's awesome. And he did that sidearm swing. And look yeah. look at that card. That's beautiful. Yeah. You like tilt it, and he's doing the sidearm swing. Yeah, I like the ones that aren't like tops or upper deck. When I was a kid, I just thought that was cool. so like that one or. Um, they even did uh, Andy Griffith show baseball cards, stuff wow. like, like that. Let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, Mother's Cookies released Nolan Ryan set, like that. I always thought that was great. Those and, are beautiful. And I, um, when you would go to the LA conventions uh, area when we were young, that's where I got them with my father. We used to go get like Pete Rose or Ernie Banks or any stuff like that, like Willie Stargell. They would have giveaways, and this is a Randall Cunningham not for sale promo quarterback wow yeah so that's probably i don't know one of some not cool. a lot just stuff like that like like randall cunningham doesn't mean anything to me but yeah it's a promo card is different i like weird little irregularity weird cards little, like yeah. that or uh saturday night live baseball card ah, 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 ah. stuff like that like that's pat um, dana carvey i'm or, friends with him uh the weird yogi Berra and his son baseball card wow oh my god i've never seen that that's awesome yogi and dale barra on the same card yeah so like i don't because he didn't do anything really dale barra but like i never see that or uh, yeah, that was, uh, i've seen you know because i've been looking at cards at the flea markets uh jose canseco had a, a brother yes i forget his uh and and, and so oh, the card I saw, he was with the A's. Oh, there's some nepotism. It was like in 2002. Yeah. And then um, Cal Ripken Jr. had uh, his little brother, Billy. Do you know the Billy uh, Ripken story? No. So uh, in the late 80s, so there's a misprint, quote unquote, a misprint. And Billy, uh, Billy Ripken is holding a bat in a general like performance way. And the very butt of the bat is both fuckface. And permanent ink, and it made it to the show, and it got sorted out and everything. It's on the card. It's on the card. Really? I can show uh, you my phone. Yeah. Billy Ripken Jr. Fuckface baseball card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says right on the bottom of the bat. It says fuckface and permanent. I gotta card. find this card. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think they're like a hundred bucks on Amazon. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't need it that bad. <laughs> I don't need no. it that bad. Well, you know, uh, I'm friends with Ari Shafir. And, you know, I've, I've done shows with Ari where, like, his fans will bring him weed. Because yeah. he's always talking about how much he loves weed. So I'm hoping that uh, with you, this will start a trend that fans of mine will, like, bring me, you know, slip me some baseball cards once in a while. Wouldn't that be great? I got It'd be more better for my brain than weed. Ah, depends who you're asking. I don't think Artie Shabir would, would argue against that. <laughs> oh, like uh, Cal Ripken Jr. without the junior on it? Wow. So That's I, a rarity. Well, no, it's not even like a rarity. They, they shoot it up and everything. They just printed them like that. It's like 1989, 1990, and he's in the league since 82. So it's not like a new junior. So I don't know. Wow. That, one, that one's for you, though. Thank you. It's the Oreo one. Or this retirement baseball card for Steve Largent. It's just him and a photo. And then, uh, like, thanks for being a great wide receiver baseball card. I thought That's that was cool. cool. And like, here are some Blue Jays. Love and, the Blue Jays. And here we got some more stuff for you. Or they used to uh, print. Look at that guy's mustache. Mike Timlin. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, kind of, kind of biting his upper lip as he throws the ball. And his, his mustache is sticking out. Marquee These are Christmas. great. Derek Bell, beautiful cards, John. I don't know. It's it's the I don't know where like these start coming from. These um oh yeah, this is like a is she a cheerleader? I'm not sure, dude, because like they I'm telling you, they made baseball cards. Bench warmer. I found some cards where they'll show like celebrities throwing the first pitch. Yeah. They've done those. And then um I found some NFL cards that um They'll be like cards with with like a cheerleader on it and that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, um, like they're, my favorite ones are the ones that you know obviously aren't like the the hit. Like there's ones that are uh, like Joe uh, Joe Montana answering a phone on the sideline. I like those. I, I don't know why they're just something I like. They're just the different kinds, just like that. Uh, what are other things that make you happy in life? Lately, it's uh, been the continuation of sports because, I don't know, it just gives some regularity. Um, I don't know. At 35 years old, you think it would be a better answer than just sports, right? No, not necessarily. You know, like I've been watching a lot of baseball. Uh, you know, I was overdosing on the news at the beginning of this year. And then uh, instead of looking at the news... I'm looking at baseball, and I'll look at MLB.com. I mean, I'll lightly look at the news, you know, but I'm not, like, reading tons of shit like I was. And uh, when I was a kid and a, and a teenager growing up, you know, I would look at the standings every day in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm doing that every day to see if the Blue Jays climbed up a notch yeah. or to see how, uh, you know, what's happening with uh, the NL West with the Dodgers, Padres, and the Giants. And it's exciting, you know, and watching the, the highlights on MLB.com. I just think is just at this point after, like, the last year, just anything of, with normality, something that's just away from politics and all that kind of silly shit, it just just more of a base just something to look forward to uh, just being locked up for the last year just give anything side of normalities where it's been at for like about six months I think you're right I think and that's, that's one reason why I think comedy is gonna really explode when when we uh, you know now 
Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to get out. Like right now, I think what California is like June twelfth or June fifteenth. June fifteenth. That we can, uh, you know, run around and do whatever we got to do. But uh, just even like testing the waters right now, it just seems that people are getting upset or angry at each other and just not being very good humans currently. So I think I'm gonna wait till like things settle down and then start running around like I used to. What do you to. mean, like in in your area and people driving and things like that, yeah. acting like assholes? Yeah, I think it's just people just being super excited to be out. Like in my general area, the cops were out looking around on the first and I'll, I think July 4th is gonna be special. <laughs> I don't know what kind of like, like craziness that's gonna hold on to, but I, I just can't wait till everybody settles down. I think tempers are too high for people to be out out and about during summer and drinking and just being too excited to be out. And I think they're going to be in each other's face for a little bit. So you think people are still walking around with a lot of anger and tension? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think people need to, like, uh, you know, get some steam off. I hopefully go to a baseball game, sporting events, and hopefully everybody's more in tune to the vaccine, hopefully, or we get to a certain point where... It won't be that bad and then we just kind of move on accordingly but i think like either like you said comedy movies baseball football they got that new stadium finish for the rams and the chargers is that going to start this year oh that started last year but there was nobody in the stands so like this right. is the first general year where it's going to be open to the people and that's brand new brand new so i think people are going to be really excited to get out yeah what about you uh no i think you're i think this is gonna be the greatest summer of all time yeah, I think it's just going to be, you know, and I'm glad that I'm older. I think there's going to be, like, just partying and sex and people are just going to go. I'm glad that I'm, you know, um, I got my wild dog days are behind me. But you got the new girlfriend. Are you sure? Well, I mean, I mean, like, I, uh, I will uh, <laughs> rejoice and celebrate uh, being with her. I, 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 I feel like my personality has been dulled a little bit because I've been away from humans. I don't know, man. I mean, it seems like you're in a good spirit. I, mean, I think you're just misreporting. I think you spend too much time with yourself, obviously, day by day. And I don't. I think you're tired of your own cracking jokes by yourself. There's nobody to laugh at you. But I think you get a couple shows under your belt, hang out. Yeah, and, that, and being around comedian friends of mine the last yeah. couple months is, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel like this this weight lifted. They're going to be super excited to see you too and bust your balls and then you feel bad about yourself then. <laughs> Let somebody else do the work instead of yeah. your own, you know? Yeah, but uh, yeah, seeing my girlfriend and um, just um, hugs, like that was the best thing about when I went to visit my mom for a couple. I mean, I hugged her like 30 times a day because I've... Uh, been been mom hug deficient yeah um my parents also like my dad is uh, on the sicker side my mom's older and i just can't you know what i mean and it's not that i don't want to it's just you can't and i think people just in the general area just really just want to just be the way it was you know but you know this is the consequence and i think we're just gonna remember as a time where everything wasn't so great it's, I think it'll bring us closer together. You all remember that one time. And I, I think it's gonna be character, character driven, character tested. And see, I mean, I, I don't know before the pandemic, but sitting alone at the house, staring at the TV has made people extremely angry. And I think making a, a vacation worthy of getting away from media is gonna be the best bet. Yeah. Just put down the phone, go do what you gotta do, go to the beach, hug people, you know, Hopefully. Yeah, the, um, 
Oh my God. The um, yeah, I agree with you 100. percent I think the best thing you can do is stay away from the television and media in general. I don't know. I, I think there's got to be some consequence for, for the last two years, right? Like, of how TV is treated. That used to be against the law to muckrake and fidget percentages. Lie? Lie? Yeah. I don't know. And stoke anger and fear? I, shit. I mean, when did we not... Uh, <laughs> I just spilled water all over my crotch. You know, that's one of my specialties. My father, his specialty was uh, driving off with a cup of coffee on the roof. And my mine is uh, <laughs> spilling water all over myself. I'm sorry, brother, man. I didn't even no, laugh. It's okay. It looks like I pissed my pants now. You got a good extra laugh now. There you go. Cheap laugh. I'm not above that. <laughs> no, whatever. You know, I'll slip on a banana peel. So, like, what are your plans for the upcoming year? Like, what do you think? A lot of East Coast, a lot of East Coast visits? Fuck no, man. I'm all Cal. I'm staying in California. I'm going to focus on Los Angeles. I got a lot of video uh, filming ideas. Yeah. I've been filming these L.A. history uh, ideas with, with Eric Yurkides, my producer guy. And... Um, yeah, and I just want to, I don't want to be on the road like I used to. I, I really needed a year off, and I really enjoyed sleeping in my own bed for the last year. Uh, so I want to stick to the West Coast and L.A. and Vegas um, and, and develop that next hour of material. I don't want to be constantly pounding it out on the road like I was because, I, I, uh, you know, I was, I was going to the airport like every week, every other week. I mean, don't, like, you know... I, there's people around the world that want to see you, Tom. I mean, make the most of it for a weekend and then go book off. No, no, no. I'm, go, I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm going to wait to go back to Europe next year in 2022. We're just talking for like for the next year. I want to uh, focus on. I mean, I'm going to do a comedy festival in Austin, Texas, on October 29th. Uh, it's the Altercation Comedy Festival, put on by J.T. Haberstadt. Great guy. You're not going to go. To Legion of Skanks uh, one in Austin? No. When is that? Oh, I, I think it's September, October. Uh, I think it's going to be The Creek in the Cave, run by Luis J. Gomez and all the dudes from there, Rebecca from The Creek in the Cave. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't reached out to you or anything like that? No, no, no. No. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Portland, Seattle. Uh, I might, I'm going to go up to Montana in August. And I might do a couple of shows up in Montana, like way up in the top, like because uh, Rich Hall is a good friend of mine and he's got a house up there. He lives in London mostly. And um, I'm going to go up to Glacier National Park and um, there's some small towns. He's going to try and set up some gigs for us. Oh, are you going to do the um, fuck? Who, who's the uh, comedian in Bisbee? Um, Doug. Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope. Are you going to do his Doug, like his runs, like like brown paper bag tickets and all that stuff? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I'm going to let Rich handle it. No? Are you sure? Yeah. So, do you know Doug Stanhope? He's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm friends with him, yeah. Uh, dude, I love his podcast. You ever seen heard of his podcast, dude? I haven't heard it. Oh, dude. It's it's kind of like yours. It's it's character-driven, shit like that. It's I think it's great. So, where did you meet uh, where did you meet him at? Uh, from stand-up. You know, and then... And, um, yeah, I've known Stanhope for years. From, from the road, and he was friends with Hedberg, too. And uh, and I've been to Bisbee a few times to visit him. Yeah, yeah. So like my the very episode number one 
of of my podcast I did with Doug Sano. Really? And we told the story about he and I had done mushrooms together at his place in Bisbee. Yeah. And uh, he pissed his pants and uh, I vomited. How much did you take? We, took, we, we were already fine and then I suggested we take another dose and then that's when things turned ugly. But uh, we were lying on his driveway uh, you know, we were in our 40s at the time and we were holding on to the earth to keep from falling off. Right. And um, I was in, uh, I was lying in a puddle of my own vomit. Yeah. And they were saying, you got to get up. And I was like, no, I'm looking up at the sky and you can see all these stars in the sky. And I said, I said, I just gave birth to the universe. And it felt like I had given birth and I felt like I, there was, it was placenta. And that, it, and that uh, I'm looking up at the sky, and that I said everything you see just came out of me. I felt like I had. Uh, it was they were some pretty good mushrooms. Really? But yeah, that's episode number one. If you want to, oh, if you want to scroll back, back. Yeah, can we back. tell that story? Yeah, I'll, go, I'll definitely go back. That's definitely <laughs> worth listening to. So, like, how long ago was that? What's his compound like? Uh, he's got a really cool house. At least it's all painted Dr. Seuss colors, and yeah, they post, uh, they post pictures every once in a while, but I. I couldn't imagine just walking and then not tripping. I think this born to, or at least, you know. I, I think it's been 10 years. I think that was, I think I started doing this podcast. I started doing this podcast in 2019. So what, that's 12 years. Wow. Maybe another visit. It's, it, uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen Doug since I stopped drinking, oddly enough. Well, I think he's gonna put you to the test on that one. The guy, the guy's just, putting them away sometimes on the on the show fucking hysterical dude i think it runs great so like when when you say you're gonna do la are you just gonna do strictly la or are you gonna just like do this no like i'm on like all of california yeah you set up a show out for me in your neighborhood i'll do it you can play your trucking company i'll come out and do it (laughs) like you you got hispanics i'll do the i'll do my whole i love everything mexican hunk I already showed them that. <laughs> you can play. <laughs> it's gonna be old by then. <laughs> They'll sing along when I do it. There you go, dude. Yeah. No. Um, and also, I want to. Uh, I got an idea to start working on a one-man show. And uh, Cannon has a headquarters store with a small theater in it in Burbank. And I was. I contacted the guy before the pandemic hit. I've been taking photos uh, all over the world. Uh, forever and I've only used Canon cameras so I talked to this guy about putting on I'm going to try aside from developing my next hour of stand up for my next record uh, special I want to develop this uh, like a storytelling show using you know photos what was it um, uh, who's the comedian um, who was City Slickers he was on SNL who who was that comedian uh, Bill uh, he does a one-man show like that. Uh, City Slickers. Are you talking about... Um, what well, God, what's his name? Uh, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. He did a one-man show. I think it was like something summers where he just uh, did pictures, did reenactments of his family through a certain amount of summers through his life. Right, is that what you're thinking? Or? I can't remember that show that he did. No, so. I'm saying like, uh, are you going to like show pictures and tell stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, like from like chronological in order or just stories? I think just my best stories travel in the world, you know? Where are you going to start? Have you outlined it yet? I'm working on that now. That's one of my, you know, my main focus now is is new jokes for um, 
for the stand-up. I mean, the, my stand-up is the number one in my life. Uh, my core business is new jokes. So I'm all focused on that and doing the sets now. Um, but I've been, through the pandemic, organizing my my photos whenever I can. Right. And uh, that's that's a couple months off. Uh, so what are the shows like in the pandemic uh, end of the air right now? Is a lot of, uh, a lot of spaced out or... Yeah, they're still uh, like at the improv last night. It was sold out, um, but they were they were spaced out, and it's so much easier for me to sell out shows if it has limited capacity. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's almost over. But there's been all these outdoor shows all over LA, and hopefully that continues after the the pandemic is over. That's good. I mean, I think it should. Um, I think this is like the greatest area to do an outdoor show. That'd be great. Um, what kind of beach shows? Or how are they like regulating that and selling tickets to a beach well, show? Yeah, I, I think they're doing like brown paper tickets type thing. There's there's Jam in the Van, which is in Culver City. Uh, there's the Venice Compound, which is in Venice. I did this gig in Huntington Beach at a place called Sea Legs. It was outdoor right on the beach. And, you know, a, a lot of these shows are BYOB and... Marijuana is legal, so uh, they feel like little mini, you know, f uh, love everybody festivals. Are they respect? Like, are they receptive to the jokes, or how's it going? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They get them about three minutes later. <laughs> As everybody's walking out, they're all laughing. Oh, hey, I got that one. That's good. That's good, bud. So like, like you're not, you're really not gonna go out. Like, I mean. I don't want to like jerk your own chain here, but like you know, Tom Rhodes should be out and about. It seems like is you know the earth the earth is not moving below his feet. He's not doing anything. Uh, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, just just you know, it just seems like uh, it, it a rarity that you wouldn't want to. It's like a completely different character shift. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break for a minute. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking a break from stand-up. Oh, okay. Just taking a break from traveling. And then I just want to go to the places that I want to go to. So, you know? Go to Paris? Is that what you said? So, I want to go to Paris, Amsterdam, London. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait to get back to England. And what's uh, the uh, French pastry store that you keep pumping and promoting? Is it Stroker? Storer. And it's on Rue Montegoy. You got to go there once in your life. I have. Uh, I think you were on uh, Bill Burr's podcast yeah. and mentioned it, and I followed it, and it's like almost like a cartoon initially charactered, like pastries. They're beautiful. They're all masterpieces on their own. They're masterpieces, dude. The fruit tarts. Yeah. It's worth the plane ticket to go there and get a fruit tart. Really? I mean, I'm, I'm a, anything with custard. I'm in. Well, I mean, and uh, Jesus, I was there once. It was fig season, and they had these like fig. Um, fruit tarts but normally it'll be like raspberry and strawberry and kiwi a little you know like whole foods will sell like a they got their own little fruit tart which you know when i miss it i'll get one of those but it's it's nothing compared to what they're doing at store all right so outside of food for that area what is it to you then what do i like about paris yeah. uh i like the history i like the the art um and I like the comedy scene. There's a great little English language expat scene there. Yeah. Berlin has got an amazing expat English language comedy scene. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, when I travel, I want to I want to do it right. Like you know, I'll probably go back to Europe for a month or two next year, 
Uh, so how, as somebody who hasn't traveled before, and you are a more than seasoned traveler, so how would you get around, like, um, what kind of, what would you look for to book a place to be? Like, if you're going to stay at, if you're going to stay at a hotel, what are some uh, amenities that you need by? Well, I mean, God, what's the, there's this, I've stayed in this hotel in Paris and I've mentioned it before on the podcast and I'll still get emails from them. Jesus Christ. What's the name of that, that hotel group? They got like 20 hotel properties around Paris. Uh -huh. And so every day they'll, they'll, they'll do like a, um, a, uh, you know, breakfast situation, but they'll do free wine and, uh, and cheese and things like that. Um, starting at like three or four, uh -huh. they do it at all the hotels. And if you're staying at one, you can go hang out at all of them. So like if you're walking around Paris or taking the, the, the subway and shit, it's, you know, and you got the map of where all the, I mean, I got to take a pee or, you know, whatever, right. uh, you can use this, these different hotels all over Paris is really, yeah. So I think that's like a, a really, um, really good thing. Oh yeah. That sounds perfect. That, that sounds like you're almost cheating, uh, for safety. <laughs> yeah. They're not too expensive. So like, I mean, and then like, you know, Hey, and if you're, you're, if you're on a budget, you know, you can load up on food like, Hey man, it's four o'clock and they got the buffet and the free wine out and you could get all juiced up on the free wine. I don't know, man. A free wine bar sounds about perfect right now. No, that's yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so um, travel question: If you're not doing comedy and you're just indulging, where's the where do you want to go next? Ah, uh, wow! I I mean, Thailand's great for food and islands. I haven't been to the Caribbean enough. No. Um, for indulgence, I actually I'd really like to go back to Mexico. Yeah. Um, I've never been to Mexico City, right. and I'd really like to go. I love Mexican food, yeah. and I find Mexican culture very um, just sexy and mysterious. Yeah, you know, like uh, there's a couple like uh, I think it's on Netflix, the uh, Taco Chronicles, and they just do like the best of every like location. They, do, they I think is Mexico City is a mile up, right? And they were doing like this services. I think there's a I think in like Mexico City they have that uh, car garage during the day, tacos at night. Nice. Have you seen that one? No. Oh yeah, they they shut it down <laughs> and turn it into a taco space after it's done being a car. Uh, car it's on Netflix. It's called Taco Chronicles. Yeah, it's Taco Whoa. Chronicles, and I think there's like two seasons. And it's, it's all about the best tacos everywhere. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. They should. Yeah. If you want to check that out, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I bet they don't have tacos 1986 on there. Uh, they should. I think they're going to redux it, you know, and do it again. They should definitely put a 1986 on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, any other, any other questions you got for me? Have you talked to Ari Shafir since he got back from like Ecuador or his... I sent Ari a text about a week ago uh -huh. and, uh, I got a text back, wrong number. So apparently he's changed his phone number. So I haven't talked to him, but I reached out to him. Yeah, because I think you guys would have definitely had something to talk about and share, especially he split town for how long? He went to South America for, for like two months. He was in Colombia and then he was in Peru. Yeah, and I think he banked a whole bunch of episodes and he's talking about it right now. I think it's like amazing that he does that just up and leaves. 
like not just for spots or or like or vacation he just does it for like four five six months stuff like that i think that's real big balls yeah soul enrichment yeah I, I i have no idea what changed him to do that i don't know him personally but i think that dude's got like uh, i don't know just a different perspective on the world i would want more of a human comfort but if you're gonna do it up for like six months that guy that guy's to do it i'm very like very jealous of you guys being able to up and leave because like even thinking about like leaving here for six months i'm like why this is like kind of where it's at uh just you know food ladies all the beach i mean come on man you can if you're right here on beverly next to 1986 tacos you can be in the mountains in an hour the beach in an hour the desert shooting off guns or doing dumb shit in an hour or you can it's it's amazing go out to the desert and shoot guns yeah well, you, I hope you're going to invite me. Uh, if you want to come, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. I really like that. You like that? Yeah. We can do that. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, we can do that, bud. We can do that. I can show you some cool stuff, yeah. Cool, yeah. There's You're part of Los Angeles. I would like to, to know more. You'd like oh, to know on, more? I mean, you're going to have... If you really want to do it up, you would have to... It's a, I don't know. It's going to be definitely a drive for you, bud. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of this stuff around here is all indoor, and it, it's too loud. It's too loud. It's hard to focus. You have a lot of, I don't know. Well, we will say it again. City slickers looking to buy something powerful or something they've seen in the movies. And where I would, I would take you is more of the people of more. It's a, it's a tool. It's not showing off. It's not for the Instagram and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like low 22, nine millimeter, small stuff that's been used over and over and over. And they're just harvesting their skills, scoping it out. Oh, I could take you, uh, they got, you can shoot clay. I'll let you use my shotgun. You can shoot clay. You ever been, uh, shoot, uh, skeet shooting. I yeah. went skeet shooting in Alaska years ago Yeah. and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a gun guy at all, but I was amazing at it. And I absolutely love skeet. I would love to go skeet shooting. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, Oh, yeah, uh, they yeah they do uh, sometimes on the competitions, and there's coffee and donuts for the regulars. And yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I would love to go skeet shooting. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's really fun, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you how to use it. And everything. We got another episode coming up. As much as you want. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely in love with Los Angeles, and I'm you know that's what um, you should be. Yeah, and uh, there's so many nice beaches that I've uh, discovered in the last year. There's so much more. So, it, do we consider Los Angeles and the surrounding area a romantic city? I would I now, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, it's people think it's like city or industrial or show business. And anybody that's ever listening to, I don't know, middle of the country, uh, Kansas, all that stuff, it's not. It's like the central block of people in suits making money. And then there's the neighborhoods of collected youths and colors and people around. And it's. Um, it's very romantic. Like I, I would love to go to Paris and do what you're supposed to do in Paris. But if anybody out here, they're looking for glitter and all that stuff, it's not. Yeah, but there's so much, so much other stuff that it, like so much other- uh, one of the uh, I follow hashtag lowriders on Instagram. I'm right. really into the right. the L.A. lowrider uh-huh. scene. Yep. And uh, I, I I met a guy that had a, a couple of. Uh, pimp ass impalas that you know bounce and do all that and uh there's there's so much cool shit here well you it's it's people that like uh, a certain mind can literally link up via instagram all that stuff and barbecue and then 
be of one like a hive mind for a little while, see their own people, and then have a Sunday of it and leave. And I think that's everywhere in Los Angeles. I think there's somebody, you know, I we're, we're doing baseball cards, somebody else is doing a lowrider right now. Yeah. And I, I think that's very romantic of culture and a way to do things. I think the wind might be killing us on this thing. Shit, I should have brought the... The, the screen? Yeah. That's okay. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, it's, hopefully this is usable. Um, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like you're giving me a hard time because I don't want to leave Los Angeles. And then you tell me why LA is so great and I should stick around. Well, I mean, if you're going to leave Tom Rhodes, I think two or three days a month is not, you know, I think it's more for the people than yourself. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with, I'm with you. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's um, so many of like your caliber and stuff. I think they should be out there where the people are at. And I think that that's the attitude you've uh, given to me. I don't know other people but you know out and about talking shit I'm going Montana and Texas <laughs> I'm, I'm down for Montana and Texas man no New York I really you talk about sensations and food and comedy everything I love is in in New York also so I mean I there's but I, I again I think I'm gonna wait until next year before I do that I just wanna I just wanna make you sure know. you know you're the love that you wanted around you know what I mean yeah, don't give up on, on the rest of the world. <laughs> Traveling. Well, thanks, John. Are you satisfied with uh, with, with your Sunday afternoon? I'm um, having a hell of a time. How about you? I'm going to full time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I love um, meeting people that uh, listen to the podcast and uh, care about me, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I care about everybody, man. It's just, um, I'm not saying I'm jealous of your life experiences. I'm glad you're telling people about them. I think it would be selfish with give it to everybody else too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I ran into Ari Shafir at uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem, right? And, uh, yeah, you were, you, uh, you met there, and uh, you were explaining how anything touched on the ground is a holy relic, right? So on, the, on the slab where, where they clean Jesus' body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh, bought something from that just to have something on the relic, and then I got um, uh, ordained online. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I checked, like, I checked it, fact checked it, of course, right? Yeah. And then I found out you can be ordained online. I just kind of hit it in the same afternoon, just to, you know. I've, I've been, I got ordained online, and I've I've married two um, uh, couples. Yeah. And they're both still together, so I'm two for two. Two for two, bud. <laughs> Batting a thousand. <laughs> oh, so what's drew some like back then? You went with your mom, you said. Yeah. In December 2018. How was that? I was, you know, I mean, if I wasn't the favorite child already, I th right. think I got it locked up. Um, no, it was wonderful to walk around Jerusalem with my mom. Um, there, 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 there are. Um, uh, did, uh, I enjoyed it. It was wonderful, so and, and the tour was great. What's it like turning a corner and seeing Ari Shafir of all people? In the the church that they built over the spot where Jesus was crucified. Right. I mean, I think that was some uh, that was some God <laughs> shit. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think it was the universe well, aligned. Kind of like do like dopamine ran through your body at that point, like that. One of my favorite human beings and my comedy brother run into. Can you believe that guy gets so much shit for trying to be funny? What do you mean? Uh, like, I, I I don't want to bring it up, but like, but he was, you know, like he makes fun of people. And uh, you make fun of uh, Kobe Bryant when he passed. Oh, God. He got a world of shit he for that. a world of shit, dude. And, like, it's, it's just, I hate it when people don't know somebody and something happens and it gets around outside of your own sphere. Yeah. And they don't understand where it's coming from. 
Yeah. And that dude had to practically disappear forever how long. That guy gets so much shit for nothing. Yeah. I, I totally forgot about that because then the pandemic hit. Pandemic yeah. hit and it's fucking just disappeared. Yeah. I mean, lucky for him, right? Yeah, but I remember, yeah, he was in a world of shit after that. Yeah, a world of shit. But the, I guess that's kind of some Andy Kaufman uh, yeah. esque. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. I, that's what I thought would happen, but people were just like, that's why you have professionals like you. Well, John, it was great meeting you, my brother. And uh, I see you're going to be back to Tacos 1986. Uh, I mean, it's a little out of the way, but if I'm shooting that way, I'm trying to see if I can get, you know. I have to Google it and see if there's the, another one in Burbank or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I've, if you're definitely out here, do the 1986 taco thing. I mean, Jesus, dude, how good was that? How good was that? How, how was the the Perone. It's not. I thought it was the Cordon. It's the Perone. The badass. But how was that hot sauce? I didn't have any. Jesus Christ, it's good. I'm a hot sauce aficionado. Yeah. And uh, oh my God, it's yeah. You want to take that home? Yeah, dude. But I just couldn't hang hang today, man. Just couldn't hang today. You got a long drive. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't want any mishaps on the way home, dude. That's terrible. Like. After Indian food or something, when you, you feel like your 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 stomach start to shift and rumble. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, I wasn't. I really wasn't trying to play fate today. Okay, well, uh, it, it's been wonderful to meet you, and uh, I hope you enjoyed being on on the podcast. Uh, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's any any uh, any any happy thoughts you'd like to share with the people in closing? Um, go Phillies. <laughs> Have you been to the stadium? In Philadelphia? Yeah. Oh, dude, I haven't even been out of the general area. That new stadium is amazing. Is it? Yeah, because I went to that old stadium yeah. in the 80s. It was a oh, garbage. horrendous piece yeah, of I shit. They were playing the, I think they were, the Eagles were playing there also, right? Just tearing yeah. it up. That new stadium is so beautiful. Uh, and actually, one of uh, the listeners um, of the podcast, uh, a guy, he came to my show in Singapore, and um, I'm spacing on his name. Hello. If you're listening, I love you. And he took me to a Phillies game. And yeah, yeah and he knew where to sit too. Oh, is this a because thing? the sun comes in, and like he got this one section on the upper deck behind home plate, right. and it was shaded during the game. So yeah. like everybody else was screwed in the sunshine. Well, the thing is about that new one for the Rams and the Chargers is it's it's below ground. So there's like uh, there's a cover, but it's open. So all this breeze, like right now, we've been fighting the entire time, is going into the stadium. So there's no need for like excess and stuff, and you get still get coverage, dude. I think I don't know. Like architecture has like you know the the uh, fancy of what it used to be, but there are some real creative people. I mean, they dug a football stadium underground so they'd be more accommodating to the breeze of all things. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's below ground, so the breeze comes in and it's open up on the top. Wow. next time I see you, we're going to go skeet shooting. Um, whenever you want, man. Just give me a decent size heads up and we'll go. Okay, I'm home all month, so you tell me. All month? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, whatever you want. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not, not leaving town until middle of July. Uh, yeah, there. Uh, we'll do Saturdays. I'll uh, check the place if it's still open and we'll do a Saturday. Okay. Yeah, but it's going to be super early, dude. It's going to be hot. So, like, this is not going to be a... They can't wear all black there? I mean, I mean, you can do whatever you want, dude, but you're going to be like 110, super hot, dying, dude. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, there's like shelters and stuff, but I wouldn't wear all that. <laughs> all 
right, John. Well, listen, thanks for the cards and wonderful to meet you. And uh, me, long may you run, brother. Long may you run. Hey, use those shoes, big dog. Tom Rhodes, you're a funny man. Tom Rhodes, you're an international comedian. Tom Rhodes, karate kick, baby, oh yeah. Tom Rhodes, you're a groovy dude. You go all around the world. Telling jokes to all of the people You are an international comedian You're funny to everybody in every single country in the world Tom Rhodes, I like you very much I think you're talented and very wonderful Tom Rhodes, you're the best guy in the world be your friend you should call me sometime here is my phone number 603-644-0048 yeah 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 tom rhodes you're an international comedic sensation tom rhodes i like to listen to your podcast tom rhodes you're the best man to ever walk on the earth 